0: Good afternoon. Oh, I'd like to see who's listening. Good afternoon. There we are. As the kids are preparing, the kids are going first this afternoon, so we're very excited about that. But as they prepare to come, I just wanted to give an initial welcome. You have just walked into the friendliest church in town. Our theme this year is wonderful. And as we were preparing and I was thinking about that word, that word is going to mean several things to you today. And it could be about God directly or it could be about the things he's done in your life. But when I I, I just thought, I'm pretty simple And when I asked pastor, are you going to define wonderful in your message? He said, well, I am like the biblical definition. And I was like, leave it to me to do the Webster's Dictionary definition, right? You know, so the pastor, I am the pastor's wife here in case you didn't know, and Like I always tell everybody, they all know he's the serious. I mean, I'm the serious one, and he's the funny one. We all know that, right? Exactly. So at some point, he might give you a very spiritual definition of the word wonderful. But you got me for right this moment. And the definition that I read says, inspiring delight, pleasure, or admiration marvelous and here's the one that i loved because if you know anything about me i'm going to tell you that god is good how often all the time this is the one i love about wonderful extremely good i don't know about you but i serve an extremely good god Who can testify today that you serve an extremely good God? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Now, I want to say right before we start, today is a little bit different than what we have done in times past. And this is just us gathered in this living room here. Isn't it cute? lots of gifts. Am I getting this many gifts, Pastor? You better get to work. We're just, you're just gathered here with us today in this little living room as we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what today is going to be. It's going to be a little bit different than we've done in times past. And for lack of a better word, there's not a lot of choreography There's not a lot of stage presence. There's lots of presence. Um, We're just here to worship. And we're just here to invite you to worship with us. And so what that means, unfortunately, if you're a guest and you felt like you were coming to a production in which most of the time people stay seated, that's why I say unfortunately for you, If you're used to people staying seated the whole time while you're watching a production, you may have come to the wrong place. Um, Because when we get excited about how extremely good Jesus has been to us, sometimes we can't help it, but we stand to our feet. And we throw up. You are wonderful. We praise you, mighty God. Oh, hallelujah. I thought I'd give you a little taste of it just to kind of help you to understand what's about to go down. (laughs) We're not trying to be rude, we're really not. We know you want to see, but today's not about seeing, today's about feeling. Today is about feeling the presence of God. And what happens when the spirit of God comes upon you. It is so powerful. So, how about we do agree to this? While the children are singing, we will agree to stay seated. And then as we transition, you're going to just you're not going to be able to help yourself. You're going to stand. I'm so I, I'm just I'm sorry, but not sorry. Does that make sense? <laughs> but we will try to stay seated so the children can be awed. All, all, so we can have the ooh and the ah section because they're so adorable and they have worked so hard for this. And we love our children. Are you just so thankful for our children? So without further ado... Let's welcome these children as they come sing. Yes Oh, uh, yeah. You- the presence of the lord that's in this place something happens when you call on that name hallelujah hallelujah you may be seated thank you jesus thank you jesus He's gearing up to sing, and we're getting ready to make some announcements. <laughs> I could see that nervousness starting to. It's okay. All you're doing is a welcome right now. You can welcome them now. He says. Well, I was going to welcome him first and then give the announcements, but that's okay. I mean, I can do the announcement. Brother Lewis, why every year do you have to distract me? Could we all just look at the light show? Are are you raising money this year for the SPCA? Oh, the building fund. Okay. All right. Pastor's going to give a welcome, and then I'm going to give some announcements. How about that? (laughs) We're also like a little comedy act here, too, in case you didn't, you know. That's what we're going for. Are you going to give a welcome?
1: Uh Welcome. (laughs) And uh, especially if you're a guest today, we are thrilled to have you in our Christmas worship service this year. Thank you so much for being here. We hope that you feel at home today. And uh, love, if you have the opportunity to visit us again in the future, we'd love to have you. And uh, before she makes the announcements, I will tell you, I really try hard to not use the pastor card. I really do. But I I, I will confess, about one thirty, one forty, I use the pastor card. Downstairs where the cookies are. And I'm just going to testify before you hear these announcements, there's some good cookies down there. I tasted and I saw that they were good, so.
0: Nice, nice. Wow. I don't know how to follow that. Oops. All right, so I do want to give a few instructions about said cookies. Do we have any coffee drinkers in the house? Yeah, we suspect it as much, especially come 2 and 3 o'clock, you're ready for your second cup. So, Here's what we'd like for you to do. We have got things set up in such a way to make things go as smoothly as possible. Everyone can exit out of either um, exit door. However, we do feel like if you, um, we do ask that if you drink coffee and would like a cup of coffee, that you exit out the back doors. Because downstairs in the hallway, you'll be directed to where you can get your coffee quickly in that hallway. All right. So if you do not wish to have coffee, you can go out this side door here and just go down. Easiest way to figure it out is just follow the hallways. It's a little bit of a maze if you've never been here, but just follow the hallways. Sniff out. You'll smell the cookies. You'll smell the people. I, I mean, the cookies. Um, and you'll find you'll hear the crowd, I'm sure. But um, this year we have milk to go with our cookies i thought that was cool that was suggested to us so nothing like some milk with your cookies so so um there's milk and water in both of the rooms now we have these cookies set up in two rooms and i'm pretty certain it's about the same thing in each side in each room if you need to peruse you could do that circle it a few times see what's on there um but It's always a very exciting time to do our cookie reception. Everyone loves that. And uh, we're excited to have you here. So if you're drinking coffee, that's the main thing to remember, then please go out the back doors and go down that hallway. That will help you to get your coffee faster, all right? And there's ladies down there who can direct you and help you to know where to go. So I think that was the announcement. Oh, one more announcement. I already saw a few of you taking photos down here. We are allowing you to come up here and take a photo in front of the fireplace or on the couch and chairs. Isn't this a lot of fun? Um, It's really nice having a team of people who can put together a vision, and I thought they did an excellent job this year. And uh, so you can take photos up here. We just ask you to please be mindful of the instruments. We will be moving the cello. Paul, don't freak out. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so we will be moving the most of the entr- instruments, but the keyboards, et cetera, will be there. So please be mindful of those very expensive objects on the platform. But if you'd like to get a family photo up here, we welcome you to do that afterwards. All right? So we are not having um, an offering time. If you'd like to give, there are boxes on the back wall that if you'd like to give, you can do that back there. But we're going to just enter back into a time of worship. All right? Why don't we just close our eyes? You can stay seated if you'd like to. And just close our eyes and just think about Jesus. Think about his goodness and his mercy. Think about his grace. How much he loves us unconditionally. We thank you for it, mighty God. We thank you, Jesus. Jesus.
1: are true, he's everything he said that he would be, the finest words I know
2: cannot begin to tell just what Jesus really means to me. Oh!
0: you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, mighty God. We worship you, mighty God. Hallelujah.
1: Is there anybody here today that knows the wonderful Counselor? You may be seated. There are somewhere between 200 to 400 prophecies in the Old Testament concerning the coming of a Messiah. Some of them well-known, others perhaps maybe a little more obscure But literally hundreds of places in the Old Testament telling about the coming of the Messiah. One of those passages, we we reference it, we quote it, even if we don't maybe realize we're quoting it. But Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14 says that, that a virgin would conceive and she would bear a child and it would be Emmanuel, God with us you read in Matthew chapter 1, you can find the fulfillment of that because in Matthew chapter 1, the angel visits Joseph and says that Mary is going to be overshadowed by the Spirit of God and she's going to conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Isaiah chapter 53, really the entire chapter is a is a whole chapter about the, prom, the prophecy and, and things that would relate to the coming Messiah. It's amazing when you read throughout the Old Testament things that were said hundreds, even maybe thousands of years before the coming of Jesus, and you see them fulfilled in the New Testament very specifically. You can't, you can't, you can't just call that chance or coincidence. It's too crazy. One of those other well-known, pretty well-known prophecies is, is really what this song just referenced. And that is Isaiah 9 and 6. And Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. On the screen that verse is in the King James and, and if you look closely at the punctuation in the King James version it says his name shall be called wonderful counselor and it goes on but, but really there seems to be a pattern in this verse and, and while there are other translations that translated basically the same way as the King James Bible does. There's also a bunch of other translations that they translated kind of based on the pattern of the verse. So instead of wonderful comma counselor, they say wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. So so if you would allow me today to kind of to kind of, I guess, pick some of those other translations that take out that comma and, and, and they combine it that we there, there is going to be born unto us. Somebody say, that's me. A wonderful counselor. As my wife said at the beginning, she had the good old Webster's definition and I'll throw out to you a biblical definition of the word wonderful in the original language there in this verse. It means, it, it, it means marvelous. It means to be spectacular. It means to be extraordinary. And it also, I, I love this last one, it means to separate by distinguishing actions. Let me tell you something, if you ever read your Bible, you can see a God who has separated himself by distinguishing action. But I'm also going to tell you today, you're amongst some people who have experienced firsthand a God who is wonderful because he has separated himself by distinguishing action. He has proven to us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
3: Wonderful.
1: That word counselor there means to advise. It means to it means to plan. It means to, to purpose. It means to devise a plan. I got a question: Is there anybody here today that in the last couple of weeks you had some holiday plans that for some reason they didn't go according to plans? Anybody? couple of you if I ask that question next week there'll probably be a few more hands because when you and I devise a plan based on our natural abilities our natural knowledge our our natural resources that uh, our personal resources there may be unforeseen things in the future Can I tell you today, when God devises a plan, and when God devises a plan for you in your life, He knows every issue that that might arise in the future. He knows every challenge that you may face in the future. And when God devises His plan for your life, in advance He already makes a plan for those challenges. Wonderful, counselor. We spend about the first 18 years of our lives or so learning how to become independent. We teach and train our kids how to become independent and live without us. And obviously from a natural perspective, there's a lot of validity and reason to that. I've been known to say my, my youngest is on the keyboard. He's 20 and a half, got married a couple of months ago and... I couldn't argue with him because I was 20 and a half when I got married, and it worked out okay. So, so, so my, 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 my kids are, they're, they're, they're uh, figures I'd have to do this today in front of all you guests. And that is, I have a tendency in the middle of preaching to, come, in the middle of a thought, to lose where I was going with that thought, and I just did that. So I guess I have some pride the Lord is trying to work out here today. Uh. Yes, thank you. Why couldn't I have just remember that without somebody reminding me? We spend the first 18 years, I've been known to say, that's right. I've been known to before before they started getting married, I, I, I was not in a hurry for my kids to leave home. I know parents that I can't wait till my kids turn 18. I'm packing their bags for them. That's kind of sad, really. If if that's the way God treated you, that would not be too good. But I will acknowledge I don't think I'm going to have to worry about it but I will acknowledge there probably could have become a point in which I was like you know, I I do think maybe it might be time for you to go now. You know what the challenge is? We spend the first 18 years or so equipping, educating, training them to become independent and then God spends the rest of our lives Trying to teach us to be dependent. Because God never intended for you to do this on your own. God never intended for you to live life and do life on your own. He intended for you to have a wonderful counselor. If you're here today trying to prove you got this, I'm just going to tell you that you... you. Because God just brings bigger and bigger things along to let you know you don't have this. Mount Everest, at least above sea level, is the tallest mountain in the world. For adventurers and mountain climbers, no, no pun intended, but that's the peak of mountain climbing. Since... It started being climbed about, I think, 70, 80 years ago, somewhere around there. Since that time, 6,000 individuals have climbed Mount Everest. It's been ascended 11,000 times. So some of those 6,000 people have gone up a couple of times. But all but a handful of people, when they climb Mount Everest, you don't climb it alone you have a guide they call those guides sherpas in fact according to what i've read leg, according to legislation legal legislation it's it's illegal to try to climb mount everest alone and again some have tried and succeeded if you do a quick google search i came across two two companies between each on each one of them, it was it was an average of about a seventy-two thousand dollar investment to climb Mount Everest. All of the equipment and the preparation and travel and all of that, the guides, all of that. But you're not intended, you're not expected to do that by yourself. One of the other translations, instead of wonderful counselor. It says that he is a wise guide. I got a question. Has anybody... I'm going to ask it different than I was about to ask it. Let me ask, this, let me ask it this way. Is there anybody here in this sanctuary today that you have not been through some kind of challenge or difficulty or hardship in 2023? You have not. Anybody? Anybody? That's, I wouldn't have been surprised to get a hand or two, but I. I don't need you to answer this one. I'm not looking for an outward answer. Answer it. Use your inside voice. How many of you have tried to navigate those difficulties and trials, all by yourself? Now, I would like for some to answer this one. How many of you that have been through challenges and difficulties, and you've either come through them or you're still in them, but you know you have a wise guide? TJ, you're not in the hot seat this morning, but can I barter you for a second? Okay, come here. In this room right now, this is not a hypothetical, okay? Sometimes it's hypotheticals, but this is not a hypothetical. In this room right now, there is $50 hidden. That if you can find it, it's yours. I got a question. Would you be interested in trying to find it? No? Am I going to have to... You you better... I I got some other takers. You better... I don't want to... You don't want to... It's not no trick question. No trick question. Would you like to have that fifty dollars? No trick question. If there's other people that want fifty dollars, going once, going twice, okay. (laughs) There's a good ending to this, but you kind of work with me. As you can tell, this wasn't rehearsed. (laughs) How about this? If 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 once all the service is over and everybody's done, and I said, DJ, that $50, it is in here. Before I'm not, I'm not making it literally right now. Fifth, I came in about 12 dollars and put that $50 somewhere. It's a pretty big room. If I said, you know, once everybody's gone, well, you know, it might be a little embarrassing right now, but... I mean, if it was a couple of thousand dollars, it probably wouldn't. But okay, $50. I mean, that, that'll that get you half a tank of gas. Come on. But how about this? If everybody's done, they're all down eating their cookies and nobody's up here. And I said, in this, there's $50. You find it, you got it. Do you think there's a chance you might look until you find it? If you I mean, it's in here. Yeah? Yeah and and eventually i would I would say that probably eventually you would find it right? But I got a question: how much easier would it be If I, as your wise guide, I mean look at all those boxes, it could be inside of one of them it could be underneath, but it could be inside it could be under one of the cushions up there. I'm afraid of heights, so this is really unlikely, but it could be up on one of those speakers. Look at all the, it could be just simply under one of these seats. There's all kinds of spaces. But how much easier is it if I, as the one that knows where it is, becomes your wise guide? And rather than you having to spend all day and all kinds of hours tearing this room apart, if I just simply lead you, you see that book right there? Would you lift that book right there up? That top book, this one right here. Just li- Yeah, there you go. Just lift it up. There you go. Good job. You can, yeah, you can just sit it right there. Now, now, now. Make sure I'm telling the truth now. How, How much easier was that than me leaving you in here? And eventually, of course there's a chance that eventually you might have just given up. There are people in this room today. I know you came for just a worship service, but God set it up for you to be here. Thank you. And there are people in this room today. You're doing your best to search for life. Peace. Joy. Happiness. Contentment. You're searching all over the place. But I'm here today to tell you there is a... Wonderful counselor who is willing to take your hand and lead you. The psalmist really, I think, said the same thing, but a a little bit different terminology because the psalmist called him his shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley The shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? Because I I have a shepherd. I have a wise guide. I have a wonderful counselor. Can I tell you one of the simplest ways to apply that in your life? That wonderful counselor. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 and verse 105 thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I was in a conversation just the last couple of days and I was trying to make the point. I, I, I don't live my life according to the word of God because I'm a pastor and I don't have a choice. To the best of my ability, I want the Word of God to be my guide in every area of my life. I want it to be the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. When I don't know what to do, when I don't know how to respond, when when I don't know how to treat somebody, I want the Word of God to be the wise guide that leads me and guides me. As the worship team prepares to come and we sing one more song here, there's a verse, all scripture is important. You and I don't have a right to pick and choose what verses we like and throw out the ones we don't like. But I would suspect that there's many of us here today that, that you have some favorite verses, maybe a favorite verse. And one of mine, it's not my top favorite, but one of my favorite verses is found in the book of Jeremiah. It's chapter 29 and it's verse number 11. And and if you read the beginning of that chapter and the context of it, you'll see that the Lord is speaking through Jeremiah to to a larger group of people. But I believe that even though The context was the Lord speaking to a larger group of people. There is an application of that verse that you and I can make on a personal level. And that verse says, the Lord speaking through Jeremiah says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. And not of evil to give you an expected end. Can I tell you today if the thoughts that you think, if the thoughts you're having about what God thinks about you are negative thoughts, they didn't come from God. Because the word of the Lord through Jeremiah was, I know what I think about you. Forgive me, I do this about every time I reference this verse but when I when I read this verse or I think about this verse I can just imagine one of you precious sisters with your hand on your hip don't tell me what I think I, I, I know that I know I'm taking a little bit of liberties there but that's the way. I I read that verse, is God is like, don't don't tell me, Paul, what I think about you. Because usually what we think God thinks about us is evil, is negative. But he said their thoughts of, of peace. I'll try to make this one of my last questions. I didn't say the last, I said one of. Is there anybody that you, you are sitting where you are today, you left your house this morning, and you just started driving and said, let me see where I end up. There have been a few people through the years that have pulled into service because they felt the presence of the Lord draw them, but that's, that's, not, the, that's not all the time. When you got in the car this morning, even if you'd never been to this building before, you had an expected end. Can I tell you that God has an expected end for you? I believe, forgive me, it's been been a little while since I've really dug into this verse, but I I believe it's that last part, an expected end. When you you say the word expect or expectation, that has to do with, with thoughts, with imagination. But a part of that a part of the meaning of that word is actually kind of interesting because it means a cord. A cord. If you will let God tie His cord around you, no matter what the storm, no matter how much the waves are tossing and the winds are blowing, God can pull you through, not to destruction, not to your demise, but God can pull you through to an expected end, a good end that He has for you. A couple of years ago, scrolling through social media, and I noticed this video playing... I stopped and watched it and it was it was a it was a scene out on an ocean. And the video was being taken from a larger vessel whether it was a sh- whether it was a ship or not, it was a large you could tell by the back of the boat it was a larger vessel. And it seemed to be just kind of randomly focused almost as if what it was focusing on was the storm. I've never seen in a video waves that size but as as you continued watching all of a sudden I realized that from the large vessel somewhere out there maybe a hundred or so yards away riding the tops of those waves was a much smaller vessel But there was a cord, a cable, that was attached from the big boat to the small boat. And while the small boat was not designed for that kind of a storm, the large boat was. And so the large boat was pulling the small boat to an expected end. Can I tell you today, I don't care what kind of storm you may be in right now. I don't care what's going on in your life. I'm going to tell you today, there is a God who is a wise guide
3: that knows how to lead you through. Even if that's through the valley of the shadow of death, he knows how to get you through. Wonderful Counselor, wonderful Counselor, wonderful Counselor, the all-wise God
1: is willing to take you by the hand and lead you to life and life more abundant.
3: God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: praise God, praise God, praise God, amen, if this is your first time ever in an apostolic service, I apologize, I do, I apologize, we have been pretty tame today, it can get a little wilder than this, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and
3: all that he's done for me my soul cries out and sometimes it's not good enough just for my mouth to say something sometimes my feet just gotta show it and my hands gotta show it too hallelujah 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 hallelujah
1: praise god praise god amen if uh, somebody could bring up some lights i get to see you for the first time once again once again to all of our guests today thank you so much For coming and being a part of this time of worship today. I pray that somehow, some point through this service, that the presence of the Lord has touched you today. And that you've gotten a little taste of something. Told you I got a taste of some cookies downstairs. I feel drawn tell you, when you get a taste of Jesus, yeah. nothing else can ever satisfy like Jesus can. Yes. So again, thank you for being here. As my wife said, if, you, uh, if you're interested in taking some photos with family or friends, you're welcome to come up here on the platform and do that. And again, just especially if you're coming up with children, please be mindful of some of the equipment up here. Otherwise, you're welcome to linger and fellowship here in the sanctuary. Um, You're also welcome whenever you're ready to to begin to make your way downstairs and just remind you one more time, for those of you that are interested in coffee with your cookies, it's going to be best for you to exit out the back and follow the the stairs, the hallway, the guidance down there. Uh, Otherwise, you're dismissed. Thank you again for being here today.